Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I'm your host. And today, we are going to talk about the things that happen when you do not conform. Now, I think this is important because obviously, what this whole podcast is about is changing habits and um, how you can adopt them and, and, and use these things to actually make real change in your life. The problem is, Change is hard, but change isn't just hard because you you can't do it or because um, the actual behavior change itself is like impossible. Like, yes, it is hard to change certain behaviors. The more ingrained a certain habit is, the harder it can be to make that change. But sometimes what actually makes it really hard is that as a society, we do not do well when people don't conform. Here's an example of what I mean. If you're around a bunch of people and all they eat is junk food and that's what you've been doing, that's your, that's your tribe, like you you share that with them, you eat junk food, and you guys watch movies and you guys do certain things together and then all of a sudden it's like you hang out and it's like you're going to watch a movie but you're like, you know what, I'm not going to eat the gummies this time and you're, you're just like, hey, I'm going to have an apple. All of a sudden you're not conforming and guaranteed someone in that group no matter how good that thing is for you, someone in that group is going to have something to say. They're going to look down on you. They're going to start to feel like you're not a part of the clan anymore because you're starting, you're not conforming to what the group standard is. And that is actually one of the more difficult parts about not conforming. And this can happen in um, just a, a myriad of different ways and just, just so many, uh, um, so many just different issues can come up with this because you're genuinely trying to make a change, but you can see how you start making these shifts, but the people you're around don't accept these shifts like you're expecting. Because what we expect most of the time is that when we start reading books or we start drinking water and, and working out every day, that all the people in our life are going to be like, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. And they're going to be super supportive. And that's how we see it playing out in our brain. What actually happens is people see that you're elevating and that you're trying to better yourself and they get scared that you're, that they're going to get left behind because if they see, wow, like man, the one thing that me and you shared was we were overweight and now you're going to just going to work out and become thin and just, and just leave me and just uh, all of a sudden be able to start hanging out with thin people. <laughs> and, and and mind you, like I'm, I'm laughing about this because I've actually seen this happen before. Like people don't want that, that person to elevate and, and at, at first, it really is because of selfish reasons. And it can make change so hard that people are just like, whoa, it's way easier to just go back to conforming and to, to, to being what the people around them want them to be. But this also plays into why your environment is so important and why sometimes to make some of the hardest changes, you have to shift your environment. You have to shift who you're around. Because think of it like this. If you keep hanging around who you're who you hang around now, change is going to be hard because people are going to try and pull you back. But if you try and develop a completely different social circle, and that's not to say that you have to just leave all your friends behind, um, but you just start spending time with different people. So say you you meet some friends from, from the gym you work out at and you start hanging out with them. So you're trying to lose weight and all of a sudden, all of your friends, they work out six days a week. They only eat healthy food. They're like freaks about sugar. They never eat it. And they're like, they, they meal prep every Sunday. They, they are strict about their diet, and that's your new group. Here's the problem. Now, if you eat sugar, that becomes the thing. 
that is not conforming. You see what happens. You see what happens. There? It all just switches all of a sudden. Now that group has an expectation. So, and you, and to meet that expectation is actually to conform, but it's actually conforming to good things that you want to change into. That's the power of the environment. When I when I was in high school, there's no point in my life that changed that that helped me see the the power of of, of changing your environment. I. I went to a high school that was specifically a, the, one of the best athletic schools in in, a, in Toronto and specifically had a dominant track team. The track team had already won um, many championships before I even got there. And then, you know, I got there. My brother was in his last year and it was just like game over for everyone. We had so many good years after that. And um, but a big thing was when I got to that school, the whole environment at the school was set up for athletics like it was one of the few schools that had an indoor track right beside the school uh tons of grass hills right by the school um you know the lake was right there uh you had uh a, a full football field with turf like a really nice field to to practice on a new track to practice on like there's just all of these elements that were like boom 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 most schools don't have all of this an ice rink all these things right there at the school that you could use um, just at your disposable, at your at your disposal. Now, you take the actual environment, and then you also add in the people in that environment, and the standard in that environment was winning. You see what happens there? As soon as that standard is winning, the standard is to show up to practice every day, like and give everything you have, and that's what was like normal. So, so, so being at that school, if you just start skipping practice, it, it's like that's not that's not conforming to the societal standard of that school, of that environment. Whereas there were other schools, when I would talk with kids, they'd be like, yeah, no, we but we might show up to practice once or twice a week, but we skip most of the time. And it was just so weird to me. But at that school, that was actually the standard. So if I would have went there and I would have went to practice every day, chances are someone would have probably made fun of me and been like, who's this guy I think he is going to practice and um, trying to trying to be great and do all these things, right? Uh, so you have to, you have to really think about that. Like you, when you shift and you're trying to change and you're trying to do something that you feel like is against the norm, you have to remember that there is a group out there that that is the normal thing. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like you can find a group that already consistently does pretty much anything. You think about that in terms of like starting a business. Well, hang around and talk with as many people who are starting similar businesses to you and make that your, your, your core group. Now this isn't to say that you have to, Take all your current friends. You have to leave them all. No, but you do have to understand that there will be some resistance when they see you trying to elevate and change and get better, and and they won't be able to relate to you in many ways because that's not what they're doing. Like they, what what what, what may have brought you guys together may be something that you're trying to change, and that would be difficult for anyone. So, think about that in your own life. Where are you trying to change? Think about that, and then once you know, okay, I'm trying to change this area. Think about who you currently are hanging around, what their belief systems are, and where they might be holding you back. And then think about who could you be hanging around that has already adopted what you're trying to change is normal for them to the point where if you don't do that thing, people are going to look at you like you're weird. Like if you're trying to become a vegan, for example, and no one in your family is vegan, you probably need to get around a vegan community where that is what they have been doing. And and for you to be a vegan is like normal to them. They can help you. They can give you tips. They can tell you which restaurants to go, like all that stuff. They 
have been living that life. But if you just have, try and try and do it on your own around a pe- bunch of people who just still eat meat, well, guess what? They're always going to be like, oh, oh, you're still doing this vegan thing. They're going to always give you a harder time about it. Not all people will, but some people will give you a harder time because they don't get it and they see you trying to change and, and become something that they don't understand. So uh, I think it's always important that we get that down. Um, and once we can change that actual physical environment and the people in that environment, um, we put ourselves on a path uh, to much greater success in the long run. Last thing I want to mention today is just make sure uh, you, you show some love to Allergic to Average uh, book that has just come out. And honestly, uh, I got to, to put one in my hands the last couple of days and it is just, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I, and I really think that the book, um, there's some stories in it that right away will pull you in. Um, it's a it's a short read. It, it will not take you long. And I'll tell you what, my my last book that I did, it was a 300-page book, more so because of my pride. I just wanted to show people that I could write a 300-page book. Now, um, I didn't really care about that. I just wanted a book that I, that, that I thought that people could finish and that would be captivating. And that's what this book is. It will hold you for, uh, you could probably finish it in two to three days at most. And um, it will hold your attention span for that whole time. So um, definitely, uh, it's on Amazon. I'll put the link in the resources and um, uh, so that you can get to it easy. And, you know, Habit Mastery, I just want to say this, Habit Mastery is also growing. Um, every day, more and more people sign up for it. And I think the biggest thing Habit Mastery is going to do for your life is give you the accountability of being like, hey, I really want to understand and know how I can change these habits. Like for real, not just like the fluffy stuff. Because, you know, the app is like the, uh, it's the place you go to manage it all and make sure that you're staying on top of it. But the habit mastery is where you learn the nitty gritty details of everything you need to know to make sure that you're making those changes.